0: Today on the Daily Charge Equifax in hot water, Marvel Phase 4, the anniversary of
1: Apollo 11, and more
0: Huawei drama. Good morning and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Monday, July 22nd. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Let's take a look at today's headlines. Equifax may pay up to $700 million as a result of a massive 2017 data breach that exposed the data of more than 147 million Americans. Alfred, what, what does this mean?
1: Essentially, if you were affected by the breach, you're eligible for up to $20,000 um, in you know, reimbursement from Equifax over this. Uh, now, that is much easier said than done. Right. You basically like, have to prove that you were affected by one of these uh, uh, breaches, and it's not like when your Social Security number is stolen. It's not like that person will contact you and say, hey, by the way, I stole this from Equifax.
0: Right. So, I mean, that that is the big question, right? Like, they, They've... Put, they've set aside about $300 million of the settlement to, to pay out to consumers, but how do you even know if you qualify?
1: Yeah, so at a press conference earlier today, the, uh, a representative from the director, actually, of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau mm-hmm. had mentioned that if you were affected by identity theft or anything like that um, and were dealing with this breach, you're eligible for this. Like, So if your identity was stolen after this breach had happened with the same data that was taken, you're pretty much eligible for it you're going to get some money but you know the full $20,000 it would, mm. you really have to prove that it that it affected you that much so it's not only identity theft so you know money that you spent on attorneys that you spent on accountants to deal with this uh what you did what if you paid for credit monitoring right that kind of thing um and the hours that you dealt with it too you can get up to $25 per hour for up to 20 hours um you know from from the settlement
0: what happens if though you you know you weren't affected right away right like the the, the information wasn't used against you until like a year later, two years later.
1: Yeah, so I think they kept it in, in broad terms because of that. They okay. specifically said if you were affected after this breach um, had happened. So if you were affected by identity theft or anything like that after July uh, 2017, mm-hmm. uh, which is when they were hacked, and then w- they announced it in September, though, but I think they're going by the when the hack happened date.
0: Okay. And then uh, the salmon also has some Rules and changes that Equifax has to follow too. What's going on with them?
1: Yeah, so Equifax, uh, along with you know paying up, will now also have to improve its security standards. Mm. They're going to have to do a yearly review of their own security standards, and then also every two years have to um, have a third-party review to make sure that you know it is doing what they say that they're doing. Because that's how this breach really happened in the first place. Right. They said that they were warned about a vulnerability in March. They told their staff to patch it. They didn't. Right. Uh, and they only learned about it after they realized they had been hacked. Right, Just
0: as far as it's been, this is totally preventable. Yes. All right, so next up, Marvel unloaded its Phase 4 schedule, including confirming Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, sequels of Doctor Strange and Thor, and a Blade reboot. That That is a huge amount. Not, that doesn't even mention the Disney Plus shows. Uh, Is there anything, any project in particular you're excited about?
1: No, I don't care about any of these. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like, I guess it's cool that, you know, there's a lot more diversity and more representation with Marvel movies. I just, these, like, none of these superheroes really click with me. I know you can't do another Iron Man or Captain America or anything like that. But to be fair, that was also the set of superheroes that started out this phase. You know, Marvel had really sold the rights to all the heavy hitters. Um and they weren't they they made do with what they had and they built you know what they did with like Infinity War and all that right so it was pretty cool um maybe they'll do a good job of all these um
0: well look, interestingly enough though like the the heavy hitters they just got from Fox right X Men Fantastic mm-hmm. Four barely got a mention yeah right and and uh, we didn't even get any information on a sequel to Black Panther or Guardians of the Galaxy these are two big franchises yeah. that people are interested in they did they, they really kind of. Pushed or focused on these new projects that yeah. we don't know as much about. These are definitely like probably, C or D Probably tier because heroes.
1: all those big names can generate their own press and they don't need Comic Con to That's do true. that. True. Well, there's
0: a plus. There's also uh, a Disney event coming up next month, so maybe they'll tease more information yep. then. Uh, lastly, Saturday marked the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Our own Jackson Ryan takes a look at the various missions going on now from China to Israel, as well as our own goal to get back to the moon by 2025. It is kind of interesting that like. This was this huge thing that captured America's attention, imagination for, like, a decade, and then just abruptly ended in the 70s, and, like, we haven't really gone back.
1: Yeah, I saw a study, actually, that looked at, because it was, like, a historical perspective on it, and how, like, two years later, like, nobody cared about it. Like, they couldn't, like, some people couldn't even remember Neil Armstrong's name. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, like, just two years after it had happened, uh, which, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I And now we're all crazy about it again, maybe because it's the 50th anniversary yep. of it. Yeah. Um, maybe a year later we won't care about it again. Who knows?
0: I know that the aviation museum and, and the folks are kids, adults, older folks, uh, mm. they were um, just gaga over all yeah. space.
1: The moon is cool. I mean it's kind of, you know, like it's kind of like in 1969. Somebody like the US just went, left the first comment on the moon, right. and then like left. And was, like <laughs> didn't care about the actual content of it.
0: There you go. All right. Lastly today's main story. The Huawei saga continues. The White House is reportedly meeting with tech executives about the ban on Chinese telecom equipment giant. The Washington Post is a report detailing its work to build and maintain North Korea's 3G network. This is a story that will never end.
1: I mean, look, until there's definitive proof that Huawei is, you know, part of this massive espionage network and yep. also at the same time they're really the company that we that most countries have to rely on to build a five G network.
0: Not us. Not the U S.
1: Most countries. In a lot of countries. Yeah, yes, um, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. We're just gonna keep talking about this because like five G is such like um like that's where every country is really going with their yep. network. Yep. And they have to rely Huawei on Huawei for it, or most of them do. And at the same time, the U S. is continuously saying, "Look, that you cannot like trust them on this."
0: Right. And like in the U K, Katie Collins had a great story on Friday about just how the U K is still they're kind of deciding on whether or not Huawei should be in or out of these 5G networks, and that's really become kind of detrimental. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot of drama there. From The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for listening.